Let's start out today in Rome with insider advice that lets you do as the Romans do to enjoy the buzz of the city's liveliest neighborhoods. American-born tour guide Nina Bernardo has made Rome her home base for years. Ben Cameron divides his time between Rome and the U.S., and winery owner Cecilia Botai keeps an apartment in the city. All three specialize in taking American travelers around Italy, and they're here right now to take you into Rome's favorite neighborhoods. Cecilia, Ben, Nina, buongiorno. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Thank Rick. you. When you think about the characteristic neighborhoods in Rome, of course, you've got Trastevere across the river, the historic, uh, gritty, poetic area. You've got the old Jewish quarter, the ghetto. And there are neighborhoods beyond that that are opening up. Ben, if you're going to Trastevere, it's quite touristy, mm-hmm. but it, you really should still go to Trastevere. How would you distinguish the visit to that salty, colorful, earthy neighborhood just across the river from center of Rome? Well, they used to say it's the Rome of the Romans, so it's the one place close to the city center where you can still get a feel for what Rome was mm-hmm. before it was largely rebuilt after unification in 1870. So you have a, kind of the narrow tangle of streets. It's gritty. I mean, you have the, the buildings that are covered in, in vines and a lot of great it's restaurants, so a lot of good shops. And you've got things that are happening because there's tourism there. I mean, all sorts of very delightful places to eat and so on. And it's the, the epicenter of that is the St. Mary in Trastevere Church. So that's where you'd go and you'd be seeing a lot of tourists, a lot of picture postcard views and so on. So, Ben, when you're in Trastevere, you can hike above it all. There's a yeah, hill with... the Janiculum Hill just above it gives you fantastic views over the city. But more than that, there's a fountain that predates the Trevi Fountain that was kind of a predecessor to the Trevi. There's monuments from the fascist era. And it's, it's also just a nice residential neighborhood. There's some great restaurants up there. 20-minute walk. or Gain you can just, some altitude. If you don't want to walk, you can take a taxi up and walk down. That's a good and idea because you got that Piazza Garibaldi yeah, on there's the very a top. Yeah, there's a nice route. The Tempietto, which was the um, predecessor to the Dome of St. Peter's by Bramante. Bramante. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're uh, enthusing about the neighborhoods of Rome here, joined by three Roman tour guides, Ben Cameron, Cecilia Botai, Nina Bernardo. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And Martina's calling in from Atlanta, Martina, you were recently in Rome having some adventures? I was. I was traveling alone. I'm kind of an adventurous traveler, even though I'm married. Sometimes I do solo travel. And last year I was uh, all over Italy, and I ended my trip in Rome. And one of the things I like to do is a bicycle tour. So I did a half-day bicycle tour to get orientation, and I kept the bike overnight. And I was really thrilled, a little nervous, But I was thrilled to see that even at night, I felt safe riding the streets of Rome. I'm thrilled that you did that. I'm thrilled that you had a great experience. The more bikers, the better. So you're a, you're a, a Roman who loves oh, yes. this whole new this is emerging my big biking culture. <laughs> and you know, Nina, it's just uh, remarkable to think there are bike tours in Rome and, and Martina They're just took They're popping up one. every They're day. very popular. And conveniently, they let you keep the bike or, or rent the bike beyond the tour. And then like Martina, you have a little chance to explore on your own. Exactly. And I felt like on the seat of a bike, I can cover so much more ground and see so much more obviously, than if I were walking. And even if I had a bus tour or a car tour, you know, I can take my time. And it didn't matter to me if I got a little bit lost. Okay, fine. It's a a completely different way to interact with the city. Thanks again for your call, Martina. Happy travels. Thank you. Bye-bye. And Leslie's calling in from Sydney in British Columbia. Leslie, what are your great memories of some neighborhoods in Rome? Well, it was a couple of years ago, And I had a couple of days extra in Rome, and I decided I wanted to do a food tour. So I went on this walking tour of the area of Testaccio. 
and we visited various shops and delis and markets and ate our way through Rome in four hours. It was wonderful. I've taken that tour. You get four hours and you must stop by eight or ten little foodie hole-in-the-wall restaurants. That's right. At the end of it, the guide, like a long tongue twister, reviews all the things you ate (laughs) in the last four hours and you think, wow, that was half a day well spent. (laughs) Right. It really was. And incredible value for money, I thought. What do you remember eating? What, what was good that you ate? I really liked the deli we stopped at. To walk into this delicatessen and just be met by the smell of the hams and the cheeses and, oh, you know, just talking about it, my mouth is starting to water. It's a great neighborhood. Um, There's a lot of great restaurants over there, too. And, and I've done that tour, too. It's a lot of fun. You get uh, some historical sites. It was a wonderful introduction to the food of Rome, but also what I found really interesting was the whole neighborhood in itself, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it's very different from the, quote, touristy parts of Rome. It's an area where most tourists don't go. It's working Rome. It it really is, and it's sort of been the pantry of Rome ever since ancient times, and you've got this wonderful opportunity to meet little mom-and-pop businesses, and you're surrounded by ancient sites, and uh, it has this neighborhood feel. Easy to get to, too. It's just a couple stops down from the Colosseum on Metro Line B. Right. Pyramid. The other thing I I found really interesting was the Mount Testaccio. It's fascinating, yeah. Ancient Roman garbage heap. It's the most organized garbage heap I've ever walked on. That is true. And you can actually see it. It's great. You can go in some of the restaurants and uh, see these pottery shards. Thanks for your call, Leslie. I'm going to turn these guys loose on that thought, okay? Thanks, Leslie. Okay. Bye now. Thank you. In the case of uh, Testaccio, where Leslie was just, uh, Rome was a city of a million people 2,000 years ago. Yeah. It needed to have a port. It needed to have a lot of pottery to hold all of the oil and the food and the Absolutely. grain. Absolutely. And once they were broken, they would go somewhere. And they somewhere became something else with the passing of time. And you forget about what was there 1,000 years ahead. So this is how it comes that all of a sudden you construct your house on a hole or on a garbage area. And what's neat about that is there's restaurants and bars and clubs They've that are around it that you can right still see yeah. the, the pottery shards. Right. And, and they were actually really extremely organized when they did it. So this yeah. is the river port, and they broke up the shards, and they put them up in layers with layers of uh, lime in between. So they actually built it up. And then out of the bottom is where they've kind of carved out these restaurants. It's where they have a whole row of discoteque where <laughs> wow. the, young, the young ones like to go in the evening. And so you're going to a disco in the evening. You're dancing in this hill that's made up of these 2,000-year-old the morning you have the next morning you have a neighborhood produce market, which exactly. is just one of my favorite places in Rome. This neighborhood, again, is Testaccio, T-E-S-T-A-C-C-I-O. Now, Nina, you live just uh, beyond Testaccio. I live right next to Testaccio in a neighborhood called Ostiense. Can you describe that neighborhood? Because that would be less touristy than places we've been talking about so Ostiense far. Ostiense is a great neighborhood because it was at the turn of the century that it became designated the industrial zone of Rome. So it's where the general warehouses were. It's where the first power plant was. It was where the gasometer was. So where they produced uh, natural gas for citizens' use. And a lot of these buildings then were closed down or abandoned in the middle of the 20th century, and some of them have now been renovated. So one of the most interesting museums to see there is in a place called the Centrale Montemartini. So they've left the 
industrial part of the old power plant in there, and they've juxtaposed it with all of these amazing statues that come from the Capitoline Museum. So, they so had, this is sort of a spillover of the classic statues of Rome Museum in, right. in the center of town in an old industrial age energy building, and right. it's the Monte Martini. Monte Martini. Monte Martini. All right. It's a beautiful experience, too, because nobody knows about it. You have right. it to yourself, and, and you want to get off the beaten path in Rome. It's a fantastic thing. They have jazz there some evenings, and so you know, they have a lot of events. The, the Romans know about it, but nobody else does. It's beautiful. And they have amazing restaurants in that neighborhood. They've converted one huge general warehouse into a place called Porto Fluviale, which means river port, because that's uh-huh. where the river port was. And it's got a trattoria, a pizzeria. You can go for an aperitivo, so a before-dinner drink. You can go for coffee in the morning. And sort of every week or so, there are new restaurants opening up in the area. Now, Rome is bursting with new neighborhoods and new restaurants and new activities. Uh, ben Cameron, Monte, to me, is the new Trastevere. Can you describe Monte? Because it's so close. It's just a five-minute walk from the Colosseum. Yeah, and it's kind of forgotten about. It's a residential area just north of the Colosseum that's bursting with restaurants and little bars. Very walkable, very characteristic. And people know about it. It's not undiscovered. But, mm-hmm. boy, if you want a nice place to eat. Yeah. There must be 20 good restaurants within a five-minute walk. And then you see all everybody eating on the main street, the Via Cavour, and all these tourist traps. And all they have to do is go one street over and find these gems that so, are really It's got quite that good. kind of narrow cobblestone street yeah. feel that Trastevere has. A lot of interesting shops and vintage shops and And they have the uh, the flea market there every, every Saturday s- and Sunday. Yeah, great. It's right outside of the metro stop. Mm-hmm. This is so fascinating to get up to date on Rome with people who actually live in Rome and know what's going on. Rome is a work in progress and the eternal city is ever changing. Let's wrap up our little discussion here on ever-changing dimensions of Rome with just a favorite moment that you think travelers might want to know about that they're likely not to know about. One of my favorite places is the Aqueduct Park, which is on Metro Line A. You just go east of the city. It's a 15-minute ride, five-minute walk from there. You're walking through a residential area. You can stop at a store, pick up a bottle of wine, some picnic stuff, Mm -hmm. and it's where three aqueducts, ancient aqueducts, converge and these beautiful ruins arches and everything above ground. And it's this beautiful combination of nature and ruins where the Romans go to barbecue to play soccer. They have concerts. You never see any tourists mm. out there. There's a golf course. People jog. Gorgeous. Romans love it. Sort of inspirational, breathtaking mm-hmm. aqueducts loping across the field, reminding us that 2,000 years ago, Rome was an amazing city. Cecilia, what would you share? If you have a family, there is a district which is now expanding. You know that Rome is a city where the social life is outside. Mm-hmm. The squares are very important. And this area that is close to a bridge called Ponte Milvio Mm. has now several grab-and-go places Mm. where you can have a happy hour. So the place where you get the wine or the happy hour is like a closet, but all all the space outside. So you have 800 people having a drink with the families, with the children, because this is a residential area that has developed in the 70s. Ponte Milvio. That's a great place to connect with locals and and go to a little hole in the wall. That's a great way to connect with locals with families, I would say. And Nino. Okay, if you want to hang out with hipsters, you absolutely have to go to Pigneto, which is a neighborhood we haven't mentioned yet. It's a little bit off the beaten path, but you can get there easily from Ted Mini train station on the 19 tram. Pigneto. Pigneto. There's a, a pedestrian area that's full of bars and restaurants. It's the only place in Rome to meet a hipster. Very nice. Nina? Cecilia, Ben, mille grazie. Thank you. Thanks, Rick. Thanks. Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. Europe Through the Back Door teaches the skills of smart travel. Travel as a political act adds meaning to the journey. And Rick Steves' best-selling country, city, and pocket guidebooks cover every corner of Europe. To learn more, visit the Travel Store at ricksteves.com.